0: Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Whether you like to fish, enjoy talking about fishing, or just enjoy the fishing lifestyle, this is the podcast for you. So go grab yourself a cold drink or a hot cup of coffee, sit back, start tying up some fishing rigs, and enjoy the show. Well, hello folks, and welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope you're having a good day, whatever day it is that you happen to be listening to the show uh if you're a subscriber and follower of the podcast welcome back and if you're new uh consider uh subscribing to the podcast and uh staying up to date on it um there are links to all of my uh podcasts social media all that kind of stuff on my website Uh you get links to all the youtube videos there that i do a lot of it is catfish oriented so be sure to check that out and uh yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about today about uh, finding catfish. I've had a, a lot of people message me uh, that are heading to a new lake, a new body of water. Uh, the taping of this podcast, it's around the holidays, Christmas and New Year's. And a lot of people got some time off, uh, doing some road trips. Some people are planning some trips for when it warms up. And a very popular question is, how do I find fish on a new lake or a body of water I haven't fished before, or I've never fished this particular body of water this time of the year. So uh, it's, a, it's a very good question. And uh, it's one any of us, uh, we have to deal with at some point, uh, whether you're uh, going to a new lake or just starting out. And uh, what I'm going to do is go over some of the things that I do. I've talked about this before um, in some other podcasts, and I've talked about it in my videos and my strategies for figuring out how to find fish. And, uh, sometimes it works quickly. Sometimes it doesn't work, uh, quickly. Sometimes you have to do some digging and work, but that's fishing guys. That's the way it goes. But my plan, uh, is, uh, based on something I learned from one of my mentors, Mac Byron, who fished up on Lake Norman. And, um, I've done a bunch, I've done a nice little film with him before, uh, profiling him be sure to check that out on my YouTube channel um, but his theory was kind of uh, starting out to figure out what's going on is start shallow and go deep or start deep and go shallow and basically the the, the premise behind it is is that fish are gonna be somewhere <laughs> in that range of stuff and I know that's kind of just wide open well that's no help but when you slow down and think about it uh fish are somewhere, they move is the bottom line. And sometimes they're deep, sometimes they're shallow. There's a lot of variables that come into play. And if you're not on a particular body of water a lot, you don't know exactly what's in play there. So what I do is, and I'll go into some detail on this. um, I just got back from a trip to Santee Cooper and uh, ended up getting my personal best blue catfish, which that does not happen often once you get above the 50 pound mark in the catfish world. So was very excited about that and it literally happened on my prospecting run as i call it i got down there got on the water went to do some prospecting and what i did was um i had a little bit of intel from some people i talked to down there and they said oh we're catching fish in deeper water we have been catching fish in deeper water blah 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 gave me some stuff and i started heading over there to, to this area where a buddy of mine james madler said he was catching fish and uh So I'm away and I'm looking at sonar and, uh, looking at my chart charts, a big thing to have, uh, if you're fishing from a boat or if you're fishing from the bank, you need to have the Navionics app, whether you have it into your sonar unit on the boat, or if you're using it in a handheld app on your phone, if you're a bank fisherman, you got to have it. And let me say this right now, I am not paid by them or endorsed by them in any way, shape or form. I think the Navionics mapping is one of the biggest game-changing devices, technologies, anything in fishing in the past 20 years. It has changed the game on catching fish. So I was looking at that, headed to the area where James said there were some fish, and uh, was, you know it's no tournament. We're just going out of fun fishing. And uh, heading over, I see some humps. And I'm like, man, there's some humps. I got some deep water near them too. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start there. I'm not going to go to where he was at. Uh, gave me some good intel with the deeper water, but my thinking was, well, it's a day later. Things have changed. Uh, winds dead calm. Light condition is a little bit different. I said, I'm going to start. Something. I'm going to try something a little different. And I said, I'm going to start shallow on these humps and work my way deeper. Uh, There was not a lot of wind that day, so I could kind of do what I wanted to. I was trolling. Trolling, drifting, dragging is also another very important point that we'll get to in a minute. But I was covering water. That's the bottom line. So I was able to start up in the shell. And the thing is about Santee is it's like nine miles across. Okay, I mean, it's huge. So there's no... There are points, edges, that kind of stuff. But it's not like fishing a traditional lake that has creek arms running into it and... You know, long creeks, long feeder rivers. This is like a big giant bowl, if you can put it that way. And then the real difference is underwater structure. So uh, what I was doing was basically starting up shallower, drifting deeper. Uh, There were some birds in the area that helped. That was one of the things I saw uh, that kind of said, ah, this may be a good place to go. So I started there and started just trolling, drifting, coming off of this stuff. And I started picking off fish. And what happened was I got deeper, 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 started out in about 12, 15 feet of water. Started working. There was not a lot up there too, by the way. When I was in the shallower stuff below 15 feet, I didn't mark anything. Uh, Nothing on sonar, nothing on side skin. And clue, clue right there. Got deeper, started seeing fish in that 15 to 25 foot range. And that's where I ended up catching all of the fish, including the personal best 70 pounder. Got deeper, 30, 35, 40 feet, bite died off. So what that told me was, was that obviously the fish were in that depth range in and around where I was fishing. I was able to go back, reset, make another drift, caught some more fish. Now, you can take that same information. You can go backwards too, if you want to. You can start deep and go shallow. Uh, Either one will work. It just depends on what the setup is of your particular lake. but it's a great way to figure out what's going on. Um, And I feel that all things being equal, I could probably replicate that same pattern, same bite uh, in some other areas of the lake if it had, you know, same bait and bottom structure, that kind of thing. So that's kind of my first piece of advice on fishing a new lake. Pick an area that has a little bit of variation in depth. And if you've got some change in structure, if you've got a place where you go from just a totally flat bottom to a hump, a point, big ditch, something like that, That is something that is going to be totally different. Um, I've always said, if you look out, say you're out in the Midwest or Texas or wherever, and you've got a big, huge cattle pasture, and just a big, massive pasture, and there's a clump of trees in the middle. When it's time to relax, time to sit down, that's where the cattle are going to end up at. That's where the life's going to be in that pasture for the most part. That's where your eye is going to gravitate toward. That's what's going to stick out. And fish are the same way. They kind of, uh, while they will be on these big flats in certain times, a lot of times they congregate and hang out around this structure. It gives them safety and security, as far as we know. That's the reason they do it. Uh, You can replicate this in an aquarium in your house. If you have an aquarium with nothing in it, and you put a big old piece of black tape in one corner or one side of it, most fish will gravitate around that because they see that as something different in the whole aquarium space. Put something in there like some little houses and stuff like that. Uh, it gives them some place of security to stay around. So that's the thing. If you get that difference there, those are good places to work toward. Uh, the other thing is if you're fishing in the bodies of water, being able to drift, drag, troll, whatever you want to call it, uh, having a moving boat is a big help. You can find fish anchored. The problem is you don't get to cover water as quickly and it's a lot more work. Uh, you can go into a place, anchor up, anchor up shallow for 30 minutes, move 100 yards a little deeper, anchor up for another 30 minutes, move a little bit deeper. You know, you can do that until you find fish. It will work. Um, you may be limited on how many fish you catch. may not be that many fish around. whole point being is that if your boat is moving, you're covering water. It's a much more effective way to find biting fish and find out where they're at. Uh, Not everybody control and drift effectively. It's not something that everybody is used to doing. A lot of people, depending on where you fish, are just really comfortable with anchoring. And that's all they do. And that's okay. And, you know, you can take the same principles that I've talked about and apply those. You're just going to have to do a little more work in the actual movement and moving the boat around. Uh, by covering water. But if you can drift and you can learn to master drifting and trolling, it's a much better way to find fish and catch them. Uh, So that is another suggestion in that you at least try it, start working on that skill set if you're fishing from a boat. You guys fishing from the bank, uh, it's, you know, obviously a, a different story. You really can't. I mean, you could bounce baits and slow drag them through the water. But your best bet on finding new places to fish on a new lake, you've got a whole different set of struggles there. You've got to, one, find lake access, and then you've got to find, ideally, lake access that has a shot at deep, shallow, and medium levels of water. Uh, this place is going to be tough, depending on where you're fishing at uh, with bank access, it's tough. You bank anglers have a, a, a much more difficult challenge ahead of you in finding the access to the ideal places. Now, once you figure out what is going on, let's say you find out that the fish are, you know, they're up out of the river channel off the ledges and they're cruising shallower, baits up shallower. Uh, and that's where the fish are. You may be golden. Uh, shallower access is much easier to come by for a bank fisherman than deep water access is. So it's a lot easier to replicate that pattern in other places. So you could put in one place, fish that for a while and figure out what's going on, roll to another place, try it out in another place if there's some bigger fish in there. So it's a little different pattern or a little different skill set, but you know, it's, it's the same premise is you got to figure out initially where the fish are shallow or deep. Uh, You know, my suggestion, again, is get that Navionics card uh, for your boat sonar or get it on your app at home. You can pull it up online, too, uh, and look at those places out there in the water, as I tell people, where those lines come together tightly. Anytime those lines come together tightly, that's going to mean some structure change on the bottom. It's It's getting deeper, shallower, it's steep. You know, it's something sticking up, something dropping off. And uh, you'll see that little mounds, little humps, um, you know, channel edges, that kind of stuff. That is the areas that um, are going to have those changes. Now, when when you're able to put a lot of that stuff together with deep water, shallow water, steep ledges, and then if you've got something like rocks, trees, something else in there, You've got an even better combination of stuff Uh, and the reason that works is again it's different than everything around it Um, you know you may be able to go over here and there's a hump but it's just a, a soft silty maybe a sandy hump with nothing on it it's better than a total flat sometimes but if it had some rocks boulders brush piles trees it may be even better so the more of those things you can stack in your favor those seem to be better places to start Now, don't get locked in on the fish are going to be around structure because depending on the time of the year, depending on what you're fishing for, whether it be blue cats, channels or flatheads, those fish may be out on flats. If you watch any of my YouTube videos, you'll see me dragging flats and catching a lot of fish. Uh, The big one I caught at Santee was basically I had dropped down into the flat part and that fish was there. Why was it there? Who knows? We can't really figure that out. But don't get too locked in on structure. Those are just places to start and to move out from there. Um, fish are going to be around structure, generally speaking. They will. There's no reason for them not to be there. I guess is the best way to put it. Unless there's just no food or no oxygen. But all things being equal. There will be some fish around it generally, so it's a good place to start. Now, the concentrations may be deeper, uh, depending if they're feeding on mussels. Say the bait has pulled out deeper for whatever reason, or shallower. Uh, but those are why I say good places to start and then branch out from there. Uh, you know, A lot of this is, you know, it, it's hard to tell somebody where to start in a place when you don't know that particular body of water. But I guarantee you if you get a map, uh, Navionics chart, whatever, And look at it and you start to look for these things. As I say, where the lines come together, you're probably in a good area to start fishing. And uh, when you get one of these maps, you'll notice And As soon as you get it open, you start looking at it. You'll see these changes. You'll see these, oh, that looks different than all of this other stuff. When you look at that big swath of the lake... That stuff that looks different is a good way. Don't get hung up on catfish or deep. And that's what I tell people repeatedly. I I don't know where that started at, uh, what got that going. I think it's because I think some of that stems from when you're a bank fisherman and that's the only place you can fish for catfish. It always seems like you got to cast it deep, got to get out there in the main channel because everything around you shallow. So you figure everything's got to be in deep water. Don't get hung up on catfish being deep. There are times when they're in deeper water. There are times when you will catch them out of deeper water, but there's a lot of big fish, a lot of good fish and a lot of numbers to be caught in shallower water and shallow water. And I consider anything shallow about six feet and under that's considered shallow to me. And yep, you can catch fish in two, three, four feet of water. Uh, when the time is right and the combination is right and the weather's right. And that's something I can't address, you know, Specific. oh, you got to go shallow now. that eh, may not be the time to do it, you know. Oh, you don't go shallow in the winter. Yeah, there's times when you get shallow in the winter when you get those warming trends and you get a lot of sunlight, sunlight penetration, warming of the water, clear water. So don't get locked into a certain way of catching catfish during a certain time of the year or a certain way on a certain way. These fish can be anywhere and they can be in lots of different places at the same time. Now, I know this is like muddling your mind at this point. You're going, well, I just don't know what to do again. Again, go back. You got to get a map. First of all, Uh, mapping is the best way to cheat uh, without going into learning, teaching people how to read the bank, reading the banks, a whole nother podcast that we need to do. Uh, And, but, that's the old school before you had a, 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 any mapping software. Now, listen, some lakes, you don't have mapping software, okay? And that's where and a little more advanced skill set comes in. And being able to read the bank, looking at bank structure, tell what's going on with the bank, trying to predict how that extrapolates out into the water. Um, and that's tougher when you don't have that kind of mapping and charting. Again, I go back to start shallow and go deep. Start up near the bank and troll out to what you think is deeper water and you'll be able to tell that with just a traditional sonar unit if you don't have a sonar unit you can go with really old school method and tie a sinker onto the end of a line and start bouncing it on the bottom and see where it gets deeper uh it's actually a good way to tell what the bottom structure is too if you don't have a sonar you can tell whether you have a silty hard rocky kind of bottom but uh Again, I, I think that shallow to the deep, deep to shallow is the best way to start versus just going out and trying to anchor on this point, anchor on that point, anchor on this hole, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of my takeaway with it. I hope that gives you some something to think about, and I hope that makes some sense. Uh, I know people get tired of hearing the it depends answer, and I try not to give that. It does depend, but... There are some basic things you can do to figure out where those fish are and figure out all those variables that make up, it depends. And uh, it, it's. I try not to give that too much. There are variables. It, it does depend on some things, but being able to, what I say, start shallow, go deep, start deep, go shallow, will help you eliminate some of those variables along the way and dial in where... You should be able to catch some fish. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. Keep in mind, too, guys, Um, as you fish more, you're going to build up more and more confidence. So get out and fish. Get out and get skunked. Get out and not catch fish. Get out and catch a bunch of fish. Catch a bunch of little ones. Uh, Whatever. Develop confidence. I've always said that everybody wants to catch big fish. We know that. We all do. But you can learn a heck of a lot about fish, patterns, and what's going on from catching little fish. Uh matter of fact sometimes if you can figure out where a whole lot of little fish are you can figure out that that's probably not the place to go fishing to catch a big fish. But generally speaking and there's no my thesis is and a lot of guys I've talked to that have caught big fish is that big fish don't seem to be around little fish. Don't know why. Don't know if the little fish are afraid they're going to get eaten or if the big fish just kind of want to stay away from everybody. But they seem to be I think I say solitary, but they see you be away from the congregation. So if you can get use drifting, anchoring, whatever, uh, bank fishing to figure out, oh, there's a pile of little fish over here, I need to go somewhere else for a big fish, then, you know, that may be a good formula. Again, this is, this is all stuff that you will develop and get better at as you fish. So go fish is the bottom line. Don't get hung up on worrying about having to do everything right, everything perfect doing some stuff imperfectly and screwing it up is actually a a very, very good way to learn. And, uh, it gives you, it it helps build your skill set of the right things to do. So hopefully that gives you something to think about there folks. I know it's kind of all over the place, but I think you get the general idea of how I target new water and where I start at. And, uh, yeah, that'll give you some information to get on the water. And, uh, appreciate you listening. Make sure you check out the website, com. It's got links to this podcast in case you lose it. And uh, also um, the YouTube channel and the gear section with all the gear I use and all that. So that's it for now, folks. We'll catch you on the water.